Well, good morning or good afternoon or good evening, wherever it is when you are hearing this. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's edition of Bible Bites. And we are reading through the scriptures this year. I hope that you are doing the same. My reading for today is found in 1 Chronicles chapters 3 through 5. And you'll notice in 1 Chronicles 3 through 5 that we're reading more lineages. Um, the first part of the book of Chronicles, 1 Chronicles, is all about the lineages and the genealogies. And I know sometimes it can get, you can kind of get bogged down with all these unfamiliar names and places and all of that. But the lineages are very important. Um, focusing here in chapter 3 particularly, he's focusing on the lineage of David from which we see the line carry even to the time of the Babylonian exile and beyond. We have such people mentioned as Shealtiel and Zerubbabel, and we'll read more about them later on in Zechariah, for instance. They were a part of the um, exilic time period and the post-exilic time period. In chapter 4, we read about ma mainly Judah's lineage, and this gives us more information about the line of Christ, especially in verse 4, where we actually see the beginnings of Bethlehem, Ephratah, where Jesus would be born, because these were the men and the people, and the um, cities were named after them sometimes. And so we begin to see um, the beginnings of Bethlehem, Ephratah, here in chapter 4. And I also wanted to read a few verses. I'm not going to read very many, but um, in these genealogical chapters, don't skip over them because sometimes God will have beautiful nuggets inside of these and, and they'll connect with other places in Scripture sometime. Welcome as you join in. So in First Chronicles 4, verse 9 and 10, we read about this man. We, know, we don't know much about him at all. Um, I can't find where he's even really mentioned anywhere else in Scripture. But God saw fit that this was important enough that he had him mentioned in verse 9 and 10. Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called him his name Jabez, saying, Because I've borne him in pain. Now one thing you have to understand is in that day and in that time period, names were very important, and usually parents would name their children something that was um, either prophetic about who they would become or that was um, indicative of their character or what, what had happened with them. So she called his name Jabez, saying that he was bore, he, she bore him in pain. His name literally means pain, grief, or sorrow. So notice his prayer, and notice how his name gets into this prayer, and he asks God something specific about his name, because he, he knows names and character go together, and they're kind of the essence. And so it says, And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain." Beloved, and he goes on and he says, so God granted him what he requested. The, the writer of Chronicles tells us that, which was probably Ezra the scribe. And so Jabez prays this prayer to the Lord. He asked the Lord for specific things. He called on the name of the Lord. That means he came into a relationship. He met Jesus or he met God, the Father. 
in that relationship, in that Old Testament form of the relationship that they could enter in at that time. And he says, um, he calls on God and he says, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. God saw fit. It was such a precious thing to the Lord that he saw fit to grant him what he requested. He's entered into that relationship with the Lord. And so it's a beautiful prayer. There's been books written about it. And, and I encourage you to, to just focus on that prayer and maybe even make it your own prayer. Hallelujah. There's a beauty in that. Praise be to God. All right, so he even asked God to overcome the meaning of his name in essence, basically. He was like, God, I don't want to be one who's causing pain and grief to people. Help me so that, that you would keep me from evil and help me not to be that way. Help me not to be one that causes evil. Then we continue on in our reading today, chapters 3 through 5. And one thing that struck me is that God cares about family. He cares about uh, lineages. And, you know, those can be particularly important even to the New Testament time. Think about this. Um, Jesus had to be born through the line of Judah. And so there was a tracing that needed to happen to prove that Jesus was, in fact, of the line of the tribe of Judah. John the Baptist he was of the tribe of Levi, or the sons of Aaron, and a priest. Then you come to Saul, and who, was, who became Paul the apostle. He said he was of the tribe of Benjamin. All of those are because they had a lineage. They had a genealogical record. You know, I, I remember um, growing up, and, and there was a great big old family Bible, and some of you may remember that, that sat on the coffee table in the living room or whatever. And inside that Bible, there, there was a page devoted to your genealogical record, your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, and so on. And so it, it had a family tree in it. And so God, throughout the scriptures, gives the family tree. And there's reasons for that because there, it's, it comes to pass that it's important in time. Um, it, David had certain promises that were given to the sons of David. And the promised Messiah was the promised son of David who would come. So, you know, we see importance that's found in these genealogical records. Praise God for that. In chapter 5, we have more um, lineage notations about the families. And I want to read verses 1 and 2, and then I want to read a couple of other verses from chapter 5 as we draw down to a close. In verses 1 and 2, we see these, these words. Now, the sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel. Now, then he interjects this explanation. He was indeed the firstborn, but because he defiled his father's bed, his birthright was given to the sons of Joseph, the son of Israel, so that the genealogy is not listed according to the birthright. Yet Judah prevailed over his brothers, and from him came a ruler, although the birthright was Joseph's. And then he goes on and he talks about the son of Reuben. Now, it, this explains to us the passage of the birthright and the righteous reason that it passed to Joseph and his line. But it also tells us about the emergence of the tribe of Judah through what it says he prevailed over his brethren. And we can see some evidence of what that's referring to when we read back in the story of Joseph in the land of Egypt 
in Genesis chapter 43 through 49 particularly, we'll see evidence of how Judah stood up and prevailed over his brethren. He stood up. He stood up to his father when Joseph wanted them to bring Benjamin. And he said, Father, send the lad with me. He's the one that went to, to Joseph and said, keep me. Uh, you know, um, he, he prevailed. He asked and he became a leader in that. And so we see the records of that from Genesis chapter 43 through 49, and I believe that may be what this is referring to here. Then, when we come on down in that chapter through the, the passage of more genealogies, I wanted to point out this, um, that in verse 18, it speaks of some mighty men and some valiant men, and then it gives a definition of what the valiant men, what, what characteristics they had. And it says that these, because you'll find the term valiant men in different places in the scripture. So what does that mean? Well, here you have the definition of that in verse 18 of chapter 5. It says that they were men that were able to bear shield and sword, to shoot with the bow, and skillful in war, and who went to war. So this is talking about the characteristics of what we find later considering um, the term valiant men throughout the scripture. And then I wanted to read the latter part of verse 20. It's speaking here about some, uh, some people and how God gave them victory. And it says, For they cried out to God in the battle. He heeded their prayer because they put their trust in him. And beloved, when I read that, the, the Spirit of the Lord, it was just like he was reminding me to tell you, put your trust in God. Put your trust in God. Don't be afraid when battles rage around you, trials and troubles come. Put your trust in God. Cry out to him in the midst of your circumstances because he hears, he cares, the New Testament tells us that we can cast our cares upon him because he cares for us. And, you know, I, I remember a, a wording of that, of a translation or a, a way to understand that would be that if it's important to you, it's important to God. What matters to you matters to God. So he hears us. He cares because it's important to him if it's important to us, and he answers. So, beloved, I just leave you with this from today's reading. Trust in God. Cry out to him. He will hear and he will answer if you put your trust in him. God bless you today. I pray that you can join me again for future episodes of Bible Bites. God bless you.